Hey everybody, welcome to Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howell. This is episode number 118 of our YouTube channel and podcast, and I cannot be more excited to continue sharing with you guys personal finance topics that I think can be useful to you in your long-term financial journey. Today, we are going to be talking about companies with debt and being debt-free ourselves, yet investing in companies that have debt. And whether or not that is an oxymoronic idea, uh, or you know if we should be doing it, shouldn't be doing it, we're going to look at uh, the role that corporate debt plays, uh, and the differences between corporate and personal debts, and uh, really dive into this whole idea of um, you know, are companies supposed to be working the same way as individuals, and should we care? Before we get started, though, if you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments down below, uh, and I will be sure to get back to you any questions or comments that you may have. Uh, if you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcasts, then make sure to uh, subscribe and leave me a review on either one of those platforms. Follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan, and that's good supplemental material. And that's good supplemental materials to all the things that I'm putting out daily uh, on the long form YouTube or podcast episodes. And then if you need somebody to help you create a plan for your own financial life, you need somebody to help you to create a plan that would work specifically for you and your family, I can do that. Uh, just go to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. Click on the Work with Dylan tab, and you can choose the financial coaching session type that would work best for you. And we can begin pushing towards your long-term financial goals together. Now, debt. We know that debt can be a problem. We know that debt is a problem uh, in America today. We know that student loans are running rampant. Credit card debt is running rampant. Uh, car loans are running rampant. Payday loans are running rampant. Uh, and they are just eating away at our ability to uh, have money to save and invest and spend on ourselves in the future. And we know that that's a problem for individuals. We've talked at length about all of these different types of debt and how debt is eroding uh, the personal finances of many Americans today. But what we have talked about very little is corporate debt and why you should maybe care about corporate debt and whether or not the way that we think about debt for businesses should be the same as the way we think about debt for individuals or not. So first of all, what do we need to understand about corporate debt? Corporate debt is nothing more than uh, a business or a company going and taking out debt in order to grow, in order to uh, accelerate their growth. Because every time that a company is taking out any, any type of debt, it is in order uh, to better their position in the market, to make them grow faster, to go faster as a company. And uh, this sounds like a very good thing, and in most cases, uh, it can be a very good thing, but it can also be detrimental to a company if they get over levered or have too much debt on their books. Companies really go about taking out debt in two major ways. Uh, one is through business loans, so just getting a loan from a bank or some uh, company getting a loan, or the other is through issuing securities, so uh, issuing bonds. Uh, and we've talked about what bonds are previously. That's nothing more uh, than a company taking their debt saying, okay, we need, we want to raise this much money and cutting it up into typically $1,000 pieces and uh, then selling it to the public as debt. And so they will repay whoever owns those bonds with interest payments and then eventually they will repay the entire face value or the entire uh, value of that bond that they received in the first place. Now for companies, uh, what we have to understand is that debt is the cheapest form of financing for a company. 
And you may say, well, how is debt the cheapest way to finance their operations? Well, it is because there is tax benefits to having debt outstanding. And I know that I've talked about, at least on the personal level, that sometimes there are tax benefits to having certain debts outstanding, but not all of our debts. But with a corporation, any interest-bearing debt that they have, any debt that they have that they have to pay interest on uh, to an investor, that particular interest payment is going to be tax deductible. The way it works is basically uh, you start with top line revenues for a company and you work your way down from top line revenues all the way down to whatever their net profit is. And taxes are taken out right before uh, you determine what the actual net profit is. And if you are going down that list, one of the expenses of a company is what's called an interest expense. And so that is whatever interest they are paying on their debt. And so this interest expense gets taken out before taxes get taken out. And so uh, if you think about your personal life, any type of tax deduction you have or deduction on your paycheck that you have actually comes out before any taxes come out of your paycheck. And so that is how the taxes actually get deducted uh, from your check because you actually are paying taxes on a lower amount. Well, that is the same thing with a company. With a company, uh, whatever debt they have, they get down to that interest expense and they take that out of uh, their profits and then they end up taking the taxes out of that lower number, therefore paying less in taxes. And so debt is the cheapest form of financing for companies. Now they can also uh, raise money via um, you know, selling shares of stock, uh, which there is no tax deduction for that. And then obviously um, they can use their retained earnings, which can be quite costly as well. But the whole idea here is that if it's the cheapest way that you can get money in your hands as a company, uh, why would you not do it? Well, one reason that you might not do it uh, is because getting too much debt uh, on your books as a company obviously makes the firm riskier because that is more investors, more individuals, more banks that they are going to have to repay uh, before they have any type of residual earnings, any type of leftover earnings. And especially when companies are public companies that have shareholders, they have these residual owners, these shareholders um, who only get paid after all of the different creditors get paid, uh, then it can be a problem for those shareholders to have all of this debt outstanding because uh, they have to service all this debt before they ever get around to those shareholders. And so what we want to look at if we are, let's say, investing in a company is how much debt do they have? Uh, how much debt is on their books uh, relative to the amount of money that they have, the amount of equity that they have outstanding, things of the like. Because uh, we want to know, can they keep servicing this debt? One of the most common financial ratios that there is is called times interest earned. Uh, and that's nothing more than taking a firm's operating profits and seeing how many times that amount of money can cover the interest expense. So how many times that can cover uh, the uh, servicing of the debt that they have outstanding. Now, this is not a perfect measure of a firm's ability uh, to take care of a certain amount of debt, but it really helps an investor to understand whether or not a firm is over levered or not. And uh, if that number is higher, that's what you want. You want a company to be able to service their debt many times over, uh, not that they would have to, but just it shows you how much uh, flexibility they have in their operating profits in order to keep growing uh, while still having this certain amount of debt outstanding. And as an investor, you also want to ask yourself what 
a firm is taking out a certain amount of debt for. Uh, and typically they will make that known in certain disclosures, but you do have to go uh, find and dig for that, especially if it's some substantial amount of debt. So it's important to note what the debt is for. What are they using the debt for? Are they using it uh, to fund a new project? Are they using it to uh, refinance old debt? What are they using it for? Uh, and that is a really important thing to uh, understand as an investor, because obviously you want a firm to be taking out debt in order to continue to create more and more and greater and greater returns uh, for that company as a whole, um, and not just taking out debt to do little frivolous things. And just like with individuals, the debt of companies is indicative of the riskiness of that company. So we know with us, with individuals, uh, we typically look at the FICO score, right? The FICO score is nothing more than the score that we are given uh, by these different credit ratings agencies uh, that basically say, hey, this is how credit worthy you are. This is how much we trust you to take out debt and repay that debt. And so the higher the number, obviously, the more likely you are to be able to get that certain amount of debt. And if you have that higher number in the FICO score, then you're likely to get um, a lower interest rate as well. Well, with companies, it's not much different. They have credit ratings uh, and they are like, uh, you know, A, B, C, D, the, those types of credit ratings. And there are several different ways that credit ratings agencies uh, go about rating uh, the debt. But obviously, anything in the A's is good. And then as you work your way down, it gets less and less credit worthy. And uh, that is going to help dictate the interest rate that firms are paying on their debt as well. And it will also dictate the uh, maturity length that firms are allowed uh, to have for certain amounts of debt as well. So it's good as an investor to look at what are the interest rates, what is the firm's credit rating, um, and then what is uh, the maturity length of all of this debt, and do we think that the firm will be able to service the debt for that period of time. Now we're talking about all these things of companies having debt, uh, but what is the difference between a company having debt and an individual having debt outstanding? Well, the answer is not a whole lot other than liability. And liability is what I mean when I'm saying who is on the hook if you do not pay your debt. So obviously as an individual, uh, if you do not uh, pay your debts, you are on the hook for those debts. You are on the hook personally uh, for having those debts outstanding and you are going to have to pay them and or uh, end up in a financial situation where you have to file bankruptcy or something of the like. But with a company, uh, with a corporation, there is what's called limited liability. And limited liability allows for the fact that um, if you, let's say, are the CEO of this particular company, you are not liable for the debts of the company. The company is liable for the debts of the companies. And then obviously the residual owners or the shareholders, uh, their value will be diminished if you cannot pay your debts or if you do have to file bankruptcy or whatever it may be. Uh, but you are not personally liable to pay those debts back. So obviously it de-risks from the individual. The corporate debt uh, takes risk off of the back of the individual and just puts it on the company, the entity, as a whole and so it makes it a lot more comfortable for companies to be taking out certain amounts of debt now you may say well i run my own business i uh you know am an s corp or an llc or maybe even a corporation and uh you know should i be using debt in my company if that's what other companies do to grow should i do that as well well i still think no 
I still think that as an individual, um, as somebody who understands the uh, risk that is inherent to taking out debt, I still think that you should grow a business on a cash basis. Taking out debt is just going to create more stress for you as a business owner, uh, and it is going to increase uh, your feelings of needing to take risk to make higher returns to be able to service the debt and then still make your returns on the back end and things like that. It just creates a lot of undue stress, a lot of undue um, you know, pressure that would be on a business owner. And so um, growing a business without any debt is doable. Uh, first of all, you can definitely do it. And then second of all, it is something that um, is a lot more comfortable. It's more comfortable to build a company on cash, build a company without debt, without lines of credit, without things of those types. So um, I would say if you are an individual and you own your own business, staying away from debt is still important. But when we are talking about these large corporations that are you know, in the hundreds of millions, billions of dollars as far as uh, their value, those companies having debt is quite a bit different than um, a business that is, you know, in one place, or you know, you have a couple different stores, or uh, you know, you run some e-commerce something, or, or something of the like that just doesn't have a lot of scale, uh, having certain amounts of debt. Uh, debt is always going to add risk. That is why uh, when you are looking at the returns that can be earned uh, from certain stocks, from certain uh, companies, then what you will end up finding uh, over the long term is that the companies that are highly levered, uh, if they can remain solvent, if they can remain where they can service their debt, have provided high returns uh, simply because the risk return relationship, which we have talked about previously, uh, does hold over the long term. Now, something is not going to be better because it is inherently riskier. We talked about that when we were talking about Howard Mark's book, The Most Important Thing. Just because something is risky does not mean it's going to return more. But on average, uh, the higher risk has provided the higher returns. And debt is creating risk. Debt is creating a way through which companies can cease to exist. And uh, having debt outstanding uh, as a company can cause that company to cease to exist if they can't service the debt, if they cannot keep up uh, with the payments on that particular debt. You know, the old saying is, uh, there has never been a company that filed for bankruptcy uh, that had no debt. You cannot have zero debt and still file for bankruptcy. It just doesn't happen. So obviously you are creating a risk for your company, a risk for your business and yourself if you are taking on certain amounts of debt. Now then, is it an oxymoron? Is it um, hypocritical to not believe in taking out debt for yourself and yet invest in companies or a group of companies that do have debt? Well, I would say no, and this is why I would say no, is because of that idea of limited liability. We're not talking about uh, their debt falling on the shoulders of an individual or even falling on your own shoulders. Uh, we're talking about it falling on the shoulders of the corporation as a whole, the limited liability, and then just impacting the value of the owners. And if you buy shares of a certain company, you are an owner whose value can be impacted by uh, the amount of debt outstanding that a firm has. And so, uh, I would say that it is perfectly okay, and then obviously uh, it is almost impossible to ignore. It is almost impossible uh, to go about not investing in companies that have some amount of debt. Uh, there are very, very few companies that go about the course of their life as a publicly traded company debt-free. 
And uh, those companies can be exceedingly financially strong, but they can also grow slower uh, than their counterparts because they are not getting this extra cash infusion and using this debt in order to increase their growth rate. And so I just did a quick look uh, at the end of last year, towards the end of last year, and just I was looking for companies that had no debt. And uh, maybe you you know look at them as a potential investment, maybe you do not. Uh, obviously, I've talked about individual stocks not being for everyone, um, but these are companies that do have no debt. Uh, and it's really, really interesting because some of them are uh, companies and brands that we really, really know uh, as a culture and that we are like, oh wow, that company doesn't have any debt. So uh, the first is Intuitive Surgical. Um, that's not as well known of a company, but then uh, there's Pinterest, right? We all know what Pinterest is or um, any you know man who has a wife that you know, likes arts and crafts knows what Pinterest is or any uh, female who likes those types of things knows what Pinterest is. Um, so obviously Pinterest is um, an, an app. It is a social media app and it is one of these companies that has no debt. Then also Monster Beverage. And so this is, we've all seen individuals who drink uh, monster energy drinks. Well, this is a company that has no debt. Also DraftKings. It is a heavily marketed online betting site um, specifically for different uh, you know, sports. And so uh, DraftKings is one that has no debt as well. Then Lululemon. So, you know, many of you ladies out there wear uh, Lululemon uh, workout clothes or, or whatever other type of apparel that they offer. Uh, but this is an apparel company that has no debt. Um, and then there are many, many others that have no debt as well. But as far as the ones that are really well known, uh, those are just some at the top of the list. Now, these might be a place that you start. Uh, when you're trying to find individual stocks to invest in, but they may not be a good place to end. Uh, just Like I said, just because a company has no debt does not mean that they are uh, a company that you want to invest in. Just because they meet your personal values does not mean uh, that they are uh, the perfect investment. And also, just because a company doesn't meet your personal values, just because a company does have debt outstanding and does have uh, debt that they use to fund their operations doesn't mean that they are not a good investment. Because like I said, the vast majority of companies have some type of debt outstanding. And most of the best companies in the world have debt outstanding. Um, one really good example of a company that had no debt and then decided to take on debt and for good reason uh, is Microsoft. Now, Microsoft is a company that for a long time had zero debt outstanding and uh, it is a you know large, high-flying, fast growth uh, company and has been for a long, long time. Uh, but the company had zero debt. Well, what they finally decided to do, they, de they finally decided as uh, it got cheaper to take debt out, that they were going to take advantage of the fact that they have so much cash on hand and they have so much um, you know, net profit that they can service a certain amount of debt and do it uh, without even filling it. And so they decided they were going to take the growth opportunity of taking out debt. It was the cheapest way in which they could finance some of their operations and go ahead and do that. And it has worked out just fine for them and it's not a big issue. But then obviously uh, there are several examples to the contrary where firms just take out more and more and more and more debt and then they fall on hard times and then they cannot continue to exist. And so um, it's just an important thing to understand the difference, understand the difference between uh, companies that can service debt and companies that cannot. Uh, but as an individual business owner, you should not be somebody uh, who is looking to take on debt 
uh, for any particular reason, unless you are running one of these huge um, you know, multinational corporations and uh, it is a way that you can go about growing your business in a prudent way, uh, but just don't let it get out of hand. Obviously, we see that anytime we let debt get out of hand, personally or uh, when it comes to business, it can lead to destruction. Debt can lead to destruction. And that's the whole reason that I'm constantly preaching, do not go into debt, do not remain in debt, get out of debt, get out of debt, get out of debt, because it does create options. It creates certain financial freedoms for you. Uh, even before Microsoft decided to take out that debt, uh, being debt-free had caused them to have a lot of cash on hand. It had caused them to be extremely financially successful. And so just because a company doesn't take out debt doesn't mean that it can't be financially successful. Uh, but just like with the individual, taking out debt is going to allow you to purchase things that you could not otherwise afford uh, if you were just trying to use the cash that you had on hand. Because, for instance, there are people out there, and you may be one of them, but you know, no shame, there are people out there driving forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 cars who don't have $2,000 to their name. And, uh, in, and they have those cars financed over you know, 84 months or whatever it may be. Well, in a similar way, there are also firms out there uh, that are in debt up to their eyelids as well. And so it's obviously just a matter of determining the good from the bad because debt is always pushing down uh, the bad companies and always allowing the really good ones, the really efficient companies to grow uh, at a great clip. And the same goes for individuals. Um, but we have always been able to find that with individuals, those uh, that have little to no debt are the ones that are going to succeed and have succeeded over the long term uh, when it comes to being personally successful when it comes to their finances. Now, obviously, as an investor, it is almost impossible to ignore. It's almost impossible to stay away from. Even if you're buying some type of mutual fund or index fund, uh, the vast majority of companies that you are purchasing within that type of fund, um, they are going to have debt outstanding and they are going to be um, levered companies in some way. But the important thing to note is that you are buying an average. You are buying um, an average of all the companies in that mutual fund, an average of all the companies in that index. And so uh, you're not taking on uh, as much risk given the fact that the, some of those companies or most of those companies have uh, debt outstanding. Obviously, uh, most mutual funds and index funds are holding really good quality companies that are going to be around for a longer period of time. Now, if you are out there trying to pick individual stocks, you are out there trying to, um, you know, select individual securities and select from companies that um, you know some have debt some don't you know I, I want to take a certain amount of risk but not too much you need to keep in mind some of the major financial ratios uh, that will allow you to determine if a company can continue uh, in the way that it has gone and so I've told you about the time interest earn ratio uh, there's also the current ratio which is nothing more than a firm's current assets over their current liabilities and so the uh, current assets of a firm are things like uh, cash, short-term, you know, marketable securities, uh, their inventories, their accounts receivable, things like that, uh, things that they can turn into cash quite quickly. Uh, and then obviously the current liabilities are the current debts, the current things that they have to pay. And um, so that will allow you to determine if that number is higher, uh, then the company is in better financial shape uh, than if that number is lower relative to other companies. Now, um, also, you can look at the quick ratio, which is the same as the current ratio, and it's just 
that current assets over current liabilities, but we're taking current assets and we're going to take out inventories because inventories can be hard to turn into cash. Uh, so we want to uh, really see how you know quickly we can turn things into cash and, and pay off the, the short-term debts that we have. And so we're not going to rely on the fact that we have inventories outstanding. So you take that out and then you're left with the quick ratio. And then obviously um, when you're making an investment decision, you want to look at something called the debt to equity ratio, which measures nothing more than the financial leverage of a company, the long-term debt uh, divided by the amount of shareholders equity in the company. And that's going to give you another uh, way of looking at how much debt does this company actually have relative to its size, relative to its value. Um, and obviously the higher that that number is, the more risk you are taking by investing in a particular company as well. So uh, just a couple things to keep in mind as individual investors. But the bottom line of today is that yes, corporations take out debt. Yes, um, there are a lot of businesses that take out debt. As a business owner, you should not be taking out debt. As a person, you should not be taking out debt, but you should not feel bad about investing in companies that have debt outstanding. You just need to be smart about how you go about investing in them. And if you're investing in uh, a mutual fund or index fund that holds a bunch of companies that have debt outstanding, then it is going to be okay. Those averages work out over the long term. Um, that's not a bunch of risk that you're taking on. You're taking on a bunch of diversified uh, risk, which uh, takes down the amount of total risk that you're taking in your investing anyway. Uh, so do not stress in that place, but it is good to understand corporate debt. It's good to understand um, how it plays along uh, with the debt of individuals uh, and how even though corporations may feel comfortable taking out debt, I still think the fastest way to financial freedom for each of us is to uh, be debt free and to push forward on uh, a basis of having cash and having investments growing for the future. Thanks for watching this episode. If you could go down below, hit the big red subscribe button, like this video, leave me any feedback in the comments uh, if you have not already, and I will be sure to get back to you there. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify podcast, then make sure that you subscribe there and leave me a review. That would be greatly appreciated. And then follow me on social media at MNO with Dylan. Uh, and that'd be a good follow for any of you who enjoy the content that I'm putting out on my daily episodes on YouTube and or the podcast. And then if you need help creating a financial plan that would work for you and your family, and you need somebody to help you stay accountable to that financial plan, uh, I can definitely help you do that. Just go to my website, www.mnowithdylan.com. Click on the Work With Dylan tab, and you can choose the financial coaching session type that would work best for you, and we can begin pushing towards your long-term financial goals together. So tune in tomorrow as I talk about um, debt in another way. I talk about the national debt and whether or not our country is going broke. So that would be a really good, uh, interesting episode for you guys to tune into. So thanks for tuning into this episode of Money's No Object. I'm your host, Dylan Howe. God bless.